Welcome to the Gladiator Seminars Podcast. Host Aaron Chavez each week brings you an inspiring person, interesting topic, or message to help inspire you to reach higher levels of awareness in your life and business. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Here we go. Let's start the seminar. Robert, how you doing, man? Jeff Hess, how you doing, sir? I'm very well. Can you hear me good? Yes, sir, I can. Welcome back to the show. How you been? Well, thank you for having me, man. So a lot of, a lot of good things are going on. So I appreciate Great. you for been, having me. And... That's awesome. Yeah, we've been following you online. Looks like you're doing awesome work, like always, expanding. Uh, tell the listeners, like, what you've been up to lately. You know, Focheezy is one of those things that uh, I started this company as a food truck on March 18th with my partner, Craig Monroe, uh, during 2020. And, you know, two days later from my birthday, we launched the thing on my birthday, by the way, and then two days later, COVID hit. And now you're talking about almost two and a half years later, I'm talking to you on this uh, podcast, and we now have two brick-and-mortar locations. The truck's doing great. Total debt-free company, and the end of this quarter, in 30 days, Cochise Twisted Melts will be a national franchise available in all parts of the country. So I got to say, man, like, it's definitely been tickling me, and, like, you got to step back and be like, Yo, when other restaurants and, you know, business and alone during pandemics and all this that's happening is struggling, and then we're so blessed and fortunate, I have to give it up to the reason that I just really think that people advocate Rocky Balboa stories, and they know, with, whether they don't know now, they know that we advocate 2% of our sales, no matter if we have a good quarter or a bad quarter, it goes to kids and of the area we serve to uplift the community and i think people aspire to that and know what we do plus the fire spot the food's fire bro yeah it looks like it is too i wish you could fly over and have some of it so what's going on with your uh your old show jeff ramsey can you tell us a little bit about that well i got some starting tomorrow uh or no i'm sorry thursday at 7 30 i was invited to do a open uh Q&A for fans on the Hell's Kitchen boards, you know what I mean? They they want to ask, you know, it's called Ask Robert, so anybody can tune into that. They can go to um, the Facebook page. They can go to my Facebook page, and there's links uh, on the Hell's Kitchen, um, you know, fan pages that they're having this open forum where they invited me to just kind of discuss what I've been going and the weight loss journey and the Hell's Kitchen journey, how I got on. But ultimately, it's really a platform to go ahead and discuss, like, what I, I'm on the show with you today and, like, all of our outreach programming and things that we're doing. Because um, ultimately, being a good businessman, and we've been fortunate, and like I said, that percentage of sales goes to my charity nonprofit called No Kid 86. 
and um, which has been a huge blessing for a lot of different people. Um, I love to advocate for kids when they get them while they're young because poverty doesn't really care if you're black, white, gay, straight. They just go after everybody. So we want to uplift a, a lot of different folks, but get kids when they're young before the streets capture them. And, um, yeah, I mean, Hell's Kitchen has always been one of those soapboxes for me to be uh, an advocate for the people. And um, I'm saying if I'm going to do good, I've always been a, a man of um, giving back to my community and seeing that it wasn't always like this. And it might not always be like this forever. But while I have it, I'm going to break off percentage of what I get to people to let them know that they have a shot. It's not a hand out, it's a hand up. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been noticing some of your desserts, that, the pictures of your desserts. Can you talk a little bit about the desserts that you guys have at your restaurants? And, I mean, they look like a bomb what what work are you the i'm sure you're the one that's putting it together and designing it well how faux cheesy started it was like you know obviously i always say like i'm the founder but you're talking about a group of chefs that craig monroe is a chef i worked for when i was 17 i brought him back over to be like yo i don't really have anybody with boots on the ground that i can trust that would want to do this crazy idea of opening a restaurant during a pandemic and the really it's a combination of everything that I've ever wanted to do and the years of working for Gordon Ramsay and the years of working for 36 states and four countries you're going to get a little bit of a Rolodex of ideas and now how do you adapt it to the style of what I do at Pochisi so like the desserts are crazy because i think i mean whether you're eating chateaubriand or a slamming grilled cheese you you need to have the aesthetic food you you i we always say like aesthetic first and plating and like you eat with your eyes and all your senses but when that plate hits the table you're like yo i don't even know where to start or spin it around i'm i'm instagramming it i'm posting it that's that's the goal so but it's also playing homage to flavor profiles that are recognizable and giving them some cool names so people remember them. So some of my favorites are the Doughboys, which is something we did at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. It's a, it's a Jaredelli brownie cookie dough egg roll, deep fried. I mean, if you're a fat kid, you've eaten some frozen cookie dough. You know what I mean? So imagine a way to go ahead and wrap it in an egg roll wrapper deep fry it like a donut with this gooey center crunchy outside then take it a step further and roll it in some donut churro sugar as it comes out of the fryer and then slam it with some chantilly whipped cream and some hot fudge and salted caramel that's a winner right there you know what i mean so um to that to like being whimsical and thinking like all right we took a tiramisu and say all right, tiramisu is really popular, right? But how can we do our version and build it like a tiramisu, right, as you build one with the lady fingers and the cream and the coffee cream and the cocoa and everything, and then be like, all right, well, shit, we're in the South. Let's do our thing to, like, the Southern 
bananas and cream, nanners and cream. So we call it the strange clouds. And this strange clouds is a banana trifle with a banana pudding, scratch made banana pudding. It's got Chantilly whipped cream. It's got the vanilla wafers, pretty, pretty standard in what you do, fresh cut bananas. But as we build it, how's that lady finger work? So I'm like, hell, let's throw some Twinkies up in there, man. They kind of look like lady fingers and they got that. And then we're going to build this tiramisu out of this bananas and cream and put layers of lady fingers in between all the layers of, of, of Twinkies. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then I'm like, it's kind of cloudy and then top it off with some of that residual, um, butter spoon cake crumb to absorb the whipped cream instead of the cocoa. So it's like guys bouncing ideas and being like, I'll be honest. A lot of people think I'm high as hell when I'm writing the menu or coming up with the stuff. And it's just like, remember y'all, I used to be 655 pounds, so I do know how to get down. So, like, when you're getting down, man, I ain't saying to eat like this all the time, but when you do, yeah. go to Faux Cheesy because you're going to get whimsical delight. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that's cool. Hey, last time we talked, uh, Chef, you, you had mentioned that you were having trouble hiring like a lot of businesses are nowadays. How's that going? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I think all businesses have been struggling. And a lot of times the, the, the power dynamic has shifted in the food business to know that, hey, listen, everybody's hiring. Everybody's hiring. And if you are a cook slash chef, you can write your own ticket. And what I mean by that is there is a lot of businesses that are desperate. And they will take any walk of life and pay them top tier just to have that warm body one is because they don't have the skill set to really work in the kitchen, right? They're an owner, not a worker. So having that dynamic of having an owner slash worker, that's it, it exists, but not as much as you think. You understand what I'm saying? So, so it is the power shift has swung. Meaning, say you're a young man, you come in there, young man and woman, and where chefs would hold you accountable for the work that you do, you can piss them off within a second and they know they can go right down the street and get a job tomorrow, quit that job and get another job, quit that job and get another job. So the power dynamic has shifted as like high turnover because people are just looking for that sweet spot. And then the other dynamic is, hey, listen, man, I understand like everything has went in cycles but I'm talking to the people out there. I'm 44 years old, all right? So I'm talking to my generation. Y'all know when you're listening right now that what it is to have a job, go to work, bust your ass, whether you like it or you know. You were earning your money. And the work ethic built then and, and generations before our generation has slowly starting to wean off, right? Think about it, man. When you was trying to be in, just take rap and culinary as the same thing. When you wanted a rap album, you had to be out there on the street and hustle, 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 get your tapes put out. You were willing to put the work out, trunk tapes, get heard, right? Do shows for nothing. Nowadays, if you got the internet or whatever, everybody's starting their own private label and everybody's an artist, right? Same thing, meaning like the work ethic in my business, in the culinary business, 
has, at least in the generation of young people that want to become chefs, in my world, they're not willing to put up, they want that instant gratification of the $100,000 pay rate, yeah. right? And they'll say it's expensive to live. And I understand that, yeah. I understand what they're screaming about. But I'm talking about how many chefs are listening right now have put in the time, man or woman, have put in the time to earn their right in their position, whether they be an owner or a top of the hill, right? And now this new flock of kids or young chefs are coming in diluting the 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 love and the craft that we like you know foodies or food lovers they're diluting it by saying like hell no I just graduated culinary school I will take a hundred thousand thank you very much and you will pay me that or you will not be open tomorrow you understand Mm -hmm. this is the power that has shifted and they're not afraid to be like Yo, you got out of culinary school, and there's plenty of listeners, unless your daddy bought you a restaurant, there's plenty of listeners that says, I don't really don't care about that uh, culinary degree. You better jump up in that dish pit and earn your damn right to cook on my saute line because you're green as a leaf. And I'm not going to trust my multi-million dollar operation with some fresh newbie out of school. You got to earn your right. You, gotta, you ain't got no stripes. You ain't got no hair on your nuts. You got to learn. School is going to teach you all so much. Yeah. You can't hand Now, could you imagine what it would be like if Gordon Ramsay wasn't who he was and he was just the chef that yelled at everybody not being the guy on TV in kitchens today? They would cry. They would be like, I'm out of here. Sue happy. <clears throat> so the day of that berating chef is over. The yeah. day of, like, the new show watching The Bear, that day of that chef going up, coming up the way we used to, is over and done, my guy. Now it's a bunch of sensitive sallies <laughs> with, like, chips on their oh, shoulders. I, I agree 100%, man, 150%. It's it's a whole new it's a whole new world, man. It's a whole new world. And I'm world. telling you, but but I'm not saying everybody, because there is a few. They're a dime among nickels, though, bro. Yeah. So when you capture one of them, you better hold on to that dime and be like, yo, you're, you're, it's going to die with you, man. It, it, the torch carries with you now. So I have yeah. a few of those in my team, right, that believe in the struggle. And it's also, yo, the reality is, man, Poverty don't care. Like I said, man, you better take care of your people. But here's the thing. I'll invest a good money into somebody that's willing to put in the effort and the work. But if you just there, right, knowing that, well, shit, why would I go work for you for $15 an hour that I can get a job at McDonald's making 15 an hour? And I don't yeah. want those kids. I want those kids that are being, because you're working at McDonald's, bro. Do you want to put on your resume that you flipping um, pre-done shit, steamed burgers, yeah. or do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself in the culinary arts, right? Yeah. And be like, yeah, you don't know anything, but you're going to give your heart and soul to, to whatever chef, I will pay that money. 
because cost of living's going up, everything's gone up, and talent should be paid for. Not as an owner, my job is to pay for talent, encourage talent, and entice talent, and back up what you say. Say if you kill it in 90 days, I guarantee you'll make twenty dollars an hour, and hold up to your truth. You know what I mean? And ultimately know that there's enough meat on the bone as I'm making money to take care of the people that are taking care of you, right? So there's a lot of businesses that are like, I don't care because there's a revolving door. There's people that care, man. They're just not as many, you know what I mean, as it used to be. Yep. Yeah, it's a different world. And the quality, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I know there's plenty. The struggle is you can have 40 breaths. Have you ever in your life, and listeners out there, have you ever in your life gone to a job or accepted a job interview and never showed up? You can have 40 people planned on coming at 6 o'clock on a Friday for an interview, and maybe one shows up. Yep, you're exactly right. We, we're dealing with the same thing up here in Spokane, Pacific Northwest. It, have an interview, they never show. Ridiculous. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. You know, you can say, no, but the the youth is, they're more spending more time on the on the YouTubes and the and all the social media and like the iPads and the tech. And I get it, we're in that world. I get it, but there ain't nothing wrong with a little teeth and grit and put your hand in a shitty toilet and roll up your sleeve. What happened to that? This yep. is what this country was built on. Yeah, I agree, man. How's married life treating you, Chef? Oh man, I, you know what? I'm very I'm I'm blessed there too, but hey man, if if a married man tells you it's easy and you get along, he's a lying to your face. So it's a constant put in the work and anything you do, you know, I just say my wife Felicia and kids are a blessing in my personal life to know that when I walk across that threshold, I am loved by those three people, and they don't care about Chef Robert. They don't care about Fochizi. They don't care. They just like me for me, right? But it's work, man. You got to put the same amount of work and knowing that. I used to, to this day, man, I ain't, I'll, I'll tell your listeners, I see a therapist once a week, man, because I have know that, what I've realized and what I do for a living affects people positively, but it also affects people negatively. And just take this job as a fireman or somebody high stress level or, or a cop or a detective or anybody in that. Sometimes you bring that work home and you think that your family works for you. You try to, you control. And what I've learned and just having an outlet other than your wife or other than your homeboy to talk to and be like, man, you got to realize, man, they're there in your corner, and that's the so, that's the fortress of solitude. So if you're bringing that shit home and treating your family like employees or treating your family like bill collectors, they don't work for you. They love you whether they if you're lucky, they love you if you poor, broke, or just they just want your time, right? Yeah. So whatever time you can give them, make it impactful whether I'm tired or I'm not. You know, I got to make sure that I'm helping with homework to go into the boys clubs and go into the Boy Scout meeting, the Girl Scout, the Viola recitals, and then making a date night, man. Married men out there, listen to this. You want your wife happy? Just say yes. It's pretty simple. Just whatever they want, say yes, right? Don't argue. Make a date night. Make it. Make a date night once a week 
they only want to know that they still matter. You know what I mean? Like they got the house on lock, so you don't have to. My boy, my wife's the boss. You understand? The only difference is she owns half of everything now. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, I know exactly what you mean, man. Any other other final thoughts yeah, for your for our listeners? Anybody? Any, anything else you want them to know? Yes, all your listeners. All if you're a excuse me a fan of Hell's Kitchen and you like Chef Robert, or you're just a fan of helping people. About six months ago, I entered a competition called Hype Up the Harvardi with Costello Cheeses. Now, out of 20,000 applicants, they chose 10 people, and your boy Chef Robert and Cheesy is one of 10 for a national competition going on right now to the end of the 21st of July, which is ending on Sunday, a couple days. So I need your help out there. I need you to win $20,000 cash to go ahead and give it to kids of the Tampa Bay area that were like your boy, Chef Robert, to show them another path. We're going to donate that money. We are going to do, do some special things with it. Take them to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Let them see what fine dining. We're going to change 10 to 12 boys' lives impactful with this prize money as the only representative of Florida. And this is how I need you to go help. I need you to go to, uh, excuse me, I need you to go to hypethaharvardi.com. Very simple. And then you're going to look for the notorious Harvardi PIG and Bofo Cheesy. That's all I need you to do. Make your voice heard. You understand? Share it. If you're listening to this, Go to HypeTheHarvardy.com. I'm sure my man right here has got links on there on how to vote. Make sure you go vote. Get your voice heard. Bring this money to Florida. Know that I'm an advocate for the people. We're doing great things for these kids. Thank you for the love and support. Again, go to HypeTheHarvardy.com. Vote for Cheesy and make a difference. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love you guys. Thank you again for having me, my dude. And thank you out there for supporting us and keep in touch because you never know. We're going to make one difference, one melt at a time. That's our mantra out here. So do it. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great week. Great to hear from you again. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gladiator Seminars podcast. Be sure to visit gladiatorseminars.com. Also, please feel free to share, comment, or send us a message. We'll see you next week.